We are Mark and Victoria Bowling. We're evangelists and Bible teachers. We're excited because we're in the middle of a series about the miracles in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible is full of stories, and specifically Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, what we call the Gospels, are four different accounts of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ when he walked physically on this earth. And so we're highlighting the different miracle stories, their actual historical accounts of when Jesus healed somebody or when somebody received a miracle um, from Jesus. So we're taking them one by one, really dissecting them, really getting um, to the meat, the in-depth meat of the story. I encourage you to grab a Bible and follow along. Take some notes so you can look back over them. And um, we're believing for God to do great things in your life. The first story that we have hit on is the healing of the nobleman's son. I'm not going to read it again. We read it the last two episodes. Go back and watch last, the last three episodes where we taught in depth on this story. But real quickly, I'll just give it to you in a nutshell. There was a nobleman, a royal official. He had a son who was dying. Uh, he had a high fever and he was at death's door. He heard that Jesus was 16 miles away in another town. 20, 20 how many kilometers? Uh, 26 kilometers. Away. And so he decided, I'm going to go get Jesus. I'm going to bring him back to my house. He's going to pray for my son and my son's going to be healed. So he gets to Jesus and he begs him, come home with me and heal my son. Hurry before he dies. He's mm -hmm. going to die. It, but Jesus doesn't go with him. Jesus simply says, go your way. Your son lives. The man believed, and he started on his journey home. As he's going home, his servants approach him. Master, master, your son lives. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, go your way. Your son lives. The servants came saying, your son lives. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he went home and his son was fine. And he asked the, his servants, when did my son get well? When did he begin to get well? And they told him, yesterday at 1 o'clock. And that was at the exact time Jesus had spoken to the man. Yeah. And it was that moment he believed. Right. The Bible says, and the man believed, the nobleman believed, and went his way, began the journey back home. It was at that moment when he believed the word of Jesus that the fever disappeared. Praise God. Amen. And last, last time we were with you, we talked about the fact that sometimes miracles are instant, 100% mm -hmm. recovery, all in a moment of time, but other times there's a recovery process. Mm -hmm. However, when we believe, something happens. Yes. And um, so... We, I want to talk about Mark chapter 11. I want to read this to you. 
Because here's a, an, another way to illustrate the fact that you can't put your eyes on whether you're recovering or not right away. Uh, you need to put your eyes on the word of the Lord and understand that something down inside of you is happening. Most of the time when God works a miracle for you, if you're a believer, if you're a child of God, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, most of the time, when God performs a miracle for you, it's not from the outside coming in. Right. It's from the inside coming out mm -hmm. because you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so it's, under, it's very important that you realize that when you're looking for healing from heaven, that the root of the issue is dealt with first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's inside of you. Okay, but anyway, let's look at Mark chapter 11. And here's a story of Jesus He's dealing with a fig tree. Notice what it says in Mark chapter 11, verse 12. It says, Now the next day when they, that's Jesus and his disciples, had come out from Bethany, he, or Jesus, was hungry. And seeing from afar, seeing from afar a fig tree, fig tree having leaves, he was... We're going to start all over on this yeah. passage. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. <clears throat> Ready? This is Mark chapter 11, verse 12. It says, Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now here, Jesus sees this fig tree from afar off, and because there's all these leaves on it, he just assumes there should be uh, some figs on it too. He was hungry, he walked up to it, and there's no figs. And so he speaks to that tree. That's interesting, right there. When's the last time you talked to a tree? <laughs> Jesus talked to a tree. And he said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Now I want you to notice the disciples did not see anything happen except what Jesus spoke. But they heard what he said. When I said they didn't see anything, they didn't see anything transpire on that tree. In that moment. In that moment. All they heard was what Jesus said to it. That was it. All right. Then they would go on. They went into town. They went into the temple. Jesus cleaned house there. He he just did a bunch of stuff. We won't go into the details there. And then it says in verse 20, listen carefully. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Mm -hmm. So the day before, the disciples heard Jesus speak to that tree, but they saw nothing happening on that tree. Nothing. The following day when they're walking by, that fig tree is dried up from the root. And Peter says, Lord, look. Master, look. Rabbi, look. The tree you cursed has withered away. It's dried up from the root. Amen. Mm -hmm. Notice there. Jesus dealt with the root of the issue. And the fruit followed. In this case, a lack of fruit followed. Mm -hmm. The thing died. 
all right? Uh, last time we were with you, we're talking about how a lot of times you can liken dealing with sickness like uh, cutting a tree from the root. The tree's got green leaves. It looks fine. It's good. It is healthy. But you dig down, you take a shovel, and you dig below the, the surface of the ground. You get to the root system, take an axe to it, and you cut it off. Well, at that moment, the life source of that sickness, or the life source of that tree, excuse me, has been cut off. Yet, up above, what we can see, it still looks fine. There's still green leaves, everything looks normal. But the life source has been cut off. So, you give it a few days, the, the, the green leaves begin to wither, dry up. And then after a few more days, they turn brown, they get hard, they fall to the ground because that tree is dead. And when it comes to sickness and disease, when you believe the word, when you accept a word, when you act on the word, whatever way you're appropriating the healing that Jesus has provided for us, at that moment, remember last time we were with you, we said sometimes what's needed is to forgive somebody or obey the Lord what he's telling you to do. Mm -hmm. When you do that, the life source of that sickness that has attached itself to your body, it gets cut off. Sometimes the adjustment that needs to be made is you need to repent. Yeah. You know, sometimes we focus so much on everything good is from God, everything bad is from the devil, and we leave out the missing middle component. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. There's things you can do that open the door mm -hmm. to the destroyer. Yes. Yes, it's the destroyer, but what are you doing? Yeah. Um, you know, one example of that is when you do drugs. Yeah. You open the door mm -hmm. for demonic activity in your, in your life, in your mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. Yes, it's the devil, mm -hmm. but you open the door. You gotta close the door. Close, the close door. that door by repenting. Yes. Giving your whole heart to Jesus. Yeah. Amen. And healing will come. Yes. Amen. Well, here in this case with the fig tree, of course, this tree doesn't need healing. Jesus is cursing it. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, which is so interesting to me because it wasn't the time for figs. Mm -hmm. It's not fig season. Yeah. So Jesus goes up and curses a tree for because that. It, because it has no figs. Jesus always wants fruit, my friend. <laughs> and uh, so, but notice again, how did he get to the root of that tree in this case? He spoke, spoke. words. Yes. He spoke words. Amen. The disciples heard him. They didn't see anything happening. They simply heard them. And they walk by the next day, and it's dried up from the root. Jesus, remember, Jesus, with the nobleman's son, all he did was speak words. Mm -hmm. And notice he didn't even say, you know, I deal with the fever, and the fever's going to leave, and then this part of the body's going to get better, and this part. No, no, no. All Jesus said was speak the desired end result. He lives. Your son lives. Yes. And everything else the root problem was dealt with. It's the same with this fig tree. Jesus didn't say, Jesus didn't even say, I curse this tree from the root. He didn't even say that. All he said was the desired end result. No one eat, eat fruit from, from you ever again. And what he spoke, those words penetrated all the way to the root system of that tree 
and killed it. Pretty amazing. Yeah, amen. And then it wasn't until the next day, though, that the disciples saw, wow, what Jesus said come to pass. And they're enamored with how it all happened. But then notice what Jesus does in verse 22. Notice he doesn't say this. Well, that's because I am the Son of God. Mm -hmm. That's because I'm an God's anointed man of faith and power. No, Jesus says. He turns the tables and he begins to address what they could do with living faith. And he says in verse 22, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Or it could read, Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. Mm -hmm. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Yeah, that verse doesn't even mention prayer. No, it doesn't. It, it, it's just speaking what you believe. Now remember, Jesus, now this is some, this is hard for some people to grasp. Jesus always has been, always will be, the son of the living God. Yeah. But in his ministry, he laid, aside his, he laid aside his divine privileges and ministered as a man. Everything Jesus did, he showed us what we could do because we're in him. We're anointed with the same Holy Spirit. Right. And so, what's, it's hard for people to understand this, but Jesus, he didn't even pray about the fig tree. He just spoke. He spoke to it. He spoke to the tree. He said, no one eat fruit from you ever again. And then when his disciples are all enamored of with that miracle, he immediately changes the conversation to them. You know, in Matthew's account, it says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you have faith and don't doubt, you will not only do what I just did to this fig tree, but you will speak to this mountain. Mm -hmm. Amen. Notice he says, have the faith of God if you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, don't doubt in your heart, believe those things what you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. Now notice he didn't say talk to God about the mountain. It's okay to, but here he says speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. And you don't have to go into the details. You know, just speak the desired end result like he did with the nobleman. Your son lives. It really puts prayer on a whole nother level. It really changes like the way that we're used to praying. Mm -hmm. It's almost like more authoritative. Yes. If you can walk in this. I think you have to meditate on this though. Yeah. To get it working. It reminds me though, you know, um, we were talking about the nobleman's son, Jesus spoke. Mm -hmm. In this case, it was a fig tree. Mm -hmm. Jesus spoke. I rem I know there's been many times. I mean, of course, with a, a ministry like ours, we're always believing for the next budget to come in. <laughs> and then, you know, aside from that, we have the personal needs mm -hmm. uh, in our home and our family. Mm -hmm. And there's been many times that um, we'll have the, the bills all coming in mm -hmm. and I want you to pray with me about the money mm -hmm. and you say every need is met 
Okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Amen. faith. Yeah, that's right. That's operating in faith the same way. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, speaking the word mm -hmm. is so powerful. I'll never forget one time I was just leaving a, 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 a platform, mm -hmm. just preached the gospel, and there was people at the stairs wanting prayer. And we were in a we were in a hurry, you know, and it was late. It was late, and but my 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 director, and who was also my one of my translators, said this lady here has kidney stones. She wants you to pray. Mm -hmm. I did not even stop. I just kept walking. But as I walked by, I said, "Go in Jesus' name." That was it. No long prayer. No, Father, no, 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 no. It's okay to do that sometimes. Sometimes it's not. Just go. That was it. Speaking to the kidney stones, I said, go. Kept on walking. Got a report. Those things all disappeared. Yeah. Amen. Now, uh, listen, that's, uh, that's the point Jesus is trying to make here. This applies to you. This does not apply only to a preacher like me mm -hmm. or Victoria. It applies to every believer, every child of God. Listen, listen to what Jesus said. For assuredly, in other words, truly I say to you, whatever your name is, put your name in there. Raj, Kumar, John, Michael, Ahab. Can we have some women names? Maria. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel, uh, Rebecca. Whatever your name is, Melissa, Susie, whatever it is. <laughs> For assuredly I say to you, now he's talking to me too. What assuredly I say to you, Mark, whoever says to this mountain, are you a whosoever? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever, whatever he, says. he says. He'll have whatever he says. Good and bad. Yes. What are you saying? Learn. Speak to your body. Speak to your bank account. Speak to that issue in your home. Amen. Speak to it. God is faithful. He Amen. is good. Hallelujah. He is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, back to the story of the nobleman. Notice, he gets home, and he, he finds out his son is healed, and he asks, when did my son begin to recover or begin to get better? And his servant said, at 1 o'clock. And he remembered, that was the exact time I believed. That was the exact time Jesus said, your son lives. And the Bible says he believed he and his whole household. That would be family members and servants. That would mean they believed on the Messiah. They believed on the Messiah. He already believed what Jesus spoke about a son. Mm -hmm. Now, it's like Jesus just performed this miracle for me. Now I know he is the Messiah. Amen. He is who he says he is. He is the son of the living God. And I know there are many people out there. You're listening right now. You've gone to meetings. You've seen the healings. You've seen the miracles. Maybe you yourself have accept, you have received a healing from God, but you haven't taken that next step. You haven't taken that next step. 
and said, wow, Jesus, he healed me. He is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. You need to take that next step. Listen, when we minister, or when somebody else ministers in the name of Jesus, say, I don't minister in the name of Mark. I don't minister in the name of Victoria. I minister in the name of Jesus. When we pray, we pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Or when we address sicknesses and diseases, we do so in the name of Jesus. When we lay hands on the sick and they recover, we lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. If Jesus was dead, his name would have no power. But because he has risen from the dead, he continues to do what he did in Bible days. The really, Bible. In, in the name of Jesus simply means in the place of Jesus. That's right. We lay hands on you in the place of Jesus. Yes. The name of someone doesn't have any power unless they're alive. Right. Amen. I can't give you a check, you know, and say, here, here's a check, you know. From my grandpa who's dead in the grave. You, I can't do that, you know. I sign my name yeah. showing I'm alive. Now you fill in the blank, all right? Notice here the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 that Jesus, Romans chapter 1 verse 4, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power. Mm according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now remember, there would be no healing at Christian meetings if Jesus was dead. Right. Amen. Those miracles happen because Jesus has risen yes, from the dead. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says he was declared to be the son of God with power. By his resurrection. He's alive. Yeah. I want to encourage you right now. If you've never taken that next step. Like the nobleman. Like the, like a, the, the royal official. A man of authority. Hmm? Or like we talked about a few weeks ago. Naaman the leper. A man of great authority and power. Honored his, his king. His king's religion was a pagan religion. He was a pagan. He didn't believe in the one true God until he got his miracle. <laughs> then he got his miracle and he said, it's the, he's the one true living God. Amen. Amen. You need to take that next step and say, I call on the name of Jesus. He is the son of God. Amen. Will you do that today? He's waiting for you. He's right there by his Holy Spirit. He's right there wherever you are listening. And he will come into you and remove your sin and give you eternal life. Amen. Amen. Victoria, why don't you pray with him right now to receive Jesus? If you want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord, just say this after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you right now knowing that I'm a sinner yes. and that I need a Savior. Yes. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he came to this earth to live and then to die on the cross mm -hmm. and take the punishment I deserved in my place. I believe he died, he was buried, and he rose again victorious Amen. in my place. He rose again justified in my place. I receive him as my Savior. I call him Lord. 
Thank you, Father, that I am now your child, and I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in the name of Jesus, we command your body amen. to be healed now. Thank you, Lord. All sickness and disease, go. go. You are healed. You are whole. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, we're, we're glad you joined us today. Don't forget to visit our website, impacttoday.tv. We love you. We did wrap up today's lesson. Next week, we will come to another different uh, miracle testimony under the ministry of Jesus. It will be good. We're excited about it. God bless you. Bye-bye. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.